Very clear. Remember, Hitler first, then we went on to Japan. So it's victory over Japan Day in Rhode Island, only state to still celebrate it. I don't know why that is. I know we have a lot of people that listen to the program in Massachusetts and Connecticut, but here in Rhode Island, and it's a little bit of an odd day because some people are off and not everyone is off, but we were attacked. It was a good example that the United States, we were attacked in Pearl Harbor. And then Hitler first took out Germany, saved the world, then turned our efforts to the Pacific where they were not going to surrender. They were never going to surrender. Never. They had brainwashed their people. They were going to fight till the death. And then after Hiroshima and Nagasaki, suddenly then, boom, done to save American lives. And just the way it is. So on this Monday, and it's August 9th, Good afternoon, one and all. We celebrate the fact that, and to downplay that is wrong. To downplay anyone that criticized, and there's a lot of criticism of the United States, just keep in mind there was a race for the atomic bomb. There was the race for the atomic bomb. And if they had used, if they had gotten it first, if they had gotten it first, they would have used it on us. Make no mistake about that. So for those that say, well, you know, we never should have, we never should have uh, dropped the bomb in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. For anyone that feels that way, just remember that if there hadn't been a Pearl Harbor, then there wouldn't have been a Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So just let's remember that as much as, and especially in in this type of scenario right now that we're that we're on and that we're in, I should say, where police and law enforcement are under attack. <clears throat> I can't even imagine it now. Social media, they would deem the military was evil. Um, you know, now we have so many people that would have been blaming the United States for everything uh, that was happening in, in Germany and certainly even um, in Japan. The media would have rallied to the support of the Japanese people and to the Germans. Uh, not all but a large percentage of it would have. Can you imagine the amount of protest to have us pull out of Germany, right? Pull out of Japan. Don't go into Japan. Don't go into Germany. We had that coming to us and all the other foolishness. Well, folks, so on this day, it is so important. This was the day. They were the Japanese empire seemed insurmountable. And the kamikaze pilots and the way they had just brainwashed their people, that the American people, they will eat you, they will eat your children. Japanese, when they heard the Americans were coming, I mean, it's horrible. Not only were they sacrificing their own lives, they were sacrificing the lives of their children, having them jump off cliffs, thinking that the Americans were going to kill them. Folks, you know, it is a mad, it's, it's, it's incredible the amount of brainwashing that has gone on in the past and continues to go on now. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Rhode Island's number one garden center. They're open today. They're open seven days a week. It's PR landscape to make your landscaping as beautiful as possible. Well, folks, again, right now, it's 11 minutes past 12 on this Monday. We believe Mayor Eloisa is still on vacation. Mayor Eloy, Jorge Eloisa. Now, last night, if you missed it, I did go to uh, the very tail end of it uh, as much as I could. Because otherwise, there were bikes everywhere. We have footage. We have exclusive footage. Only member of the media that was down there and that is uh, right at the Dominican Festival and right at the entrance of Roger Williams Park. Folks, you have to see it. Uh, this is exactly part of the problem. You allow third world people to come into your land and you just say to them, hey, this is your home. You do everything. Consider yourself at home, right? Just like an Oliver. Uh, consider yourself 
at home. Consider yourself part of the family. That's what it's like. But the problem is in those countries, as you've seen, they just throw and strew garbage everywhere. So this is last night. And then I know this morning some people were trying to ride around and film. But, folks, this is from last night. But definitely them. But check it out. It's on the website, dipetro.com. And then also, you know, this is an all-timer. Senator Tierra Mack, uh, she is the very extreme progressive member of Black Lives Matter, freshman or fresh woman, senator, rookie, whatever you want to call it. She was elected back in November, and there is um, she now is basically blaming the <clears throat> blaming the pollution crime. So, see, folks, this is one of those things. If you're law enforcement, she is a defund the police person. And as I have put out on social media, it's also, as much as it's right now pile on Mayor Lorza, he's not alone. He's had help. He's had supporters. This woman is one of them. She is the one. She was, um, she was in a car accident back in January. We found out she had an out-of-state license and an unregistered car. I'm a state senator. Do you know who I am? Rules don't apply. She went to Brown University. I think she got her master's. I want to say Boston University. But she lives in around University Heights, uh, Camp Street, that area. You can see the interview. I, I did an interview with her right after there was a sh shooting right on Camp Street, Billy Taylor Playground. On a Saturday at 12 o'clock, gang members, I think from Bucket East to Bucket West, showed up Camp Street, which they call Eastside, Eastside Gang, and opened fire, shooting two members of a Black Lives Matter, just two people at the playground. And while I'm there covering the shooting, she's still saying she thinks the police need to be defunded. But what she does is this is someone who she put out, and again, folks, you can read this on the website, to be true, police do not prevent crime. They do not improve the quality of life. Defund the police. You know, where I put where she is completely wrong, and I'm also aware, uh, I am arguing her statements and her argument. This has nothing to, as much as she wants to make it about race, because she's a woman of color, as much as she wants to make it, she calls herself a queer, her words now, queer, black woman or something like that it has nothing i'm simply going by the statements the statements could be from anonymous and i would still feel the same way but where she is entirely wrong and where their whole argument is wrong is police do prevent crime the presence of police as i like to say police police bring the peace police do prevent crime and when there's less crime you improve quality of life. So her entire statement is false. She's saying, well, police don't prevent crime. Wrong. They do. They do. The more police you have, the less crime there is. That's just a proven fact. So that statement's wrong. They do not improve the quality of life. Well, that's wrong. Can they improve drinking water? No. Can they improve air quality, as she tries to say? And she was saying that the reason there's a gang war is because of a lot of people have asthma. Uh, there's a reason there's a gang war is a lot of the gang members are hungry, not the ones I've seen. The reason there's a gang war and all this violence is because of poor quality of drinking water, which is ludicrous. Uh, no, it's lawlessness. As I mentioned last hour, Senator um, Providence City Council President John Agliosi had a statement at Channel 10 and he's exactly right. I'll tell you, he has been right on the money with his view of things. And that is that you have to make, you want a city where criminals are not welcomed. See, she likes to say everybody's welcome. Wrong. Criminals should not be welcome. Gang members should not be welcome. Violence should not be welcome. And everything associated with that. So let's take her name and face and preference off of this. Let's just look at that statement. Police do not prevent crime. Wrong. What happens when there's heavy crime somewhere? Let's go out of Rhode Island. Let's go to New York City. Something happens in Times Square. 
what do they do? They flood the zone with police. What happens? There's less crime. Okay? Police do prevent crime. Let's go to the highway, as I've used this example. There's a lot of people speeding. Put a car there. Put a state police car there. Put a regular patrol car there, wherever. What happens? People decrease their speed. They're a deterrent to crime. Someone in the movie Heat, in that scene when they grab the guy out of the diner and they're about to execute him in the parking lot. Renfro, right? What happens? Police car goes by. What do they say? Hold it. What did the police do right in that moment? They stopped the crime. There are criminals, right? Watch the movie The Town. Jeremy Renner, Ben Affleck. What do they do? They have someone monitor the radio. And what do they say? Call one out, and they know it's 90 seconds or something like that from the time the call goes out to when the police arrive. What are they doing? They have to get out of there as soon as possible. Deterrent to crime. So that in alone is a false statement. And this business, they do not improve the quality of life. That's what she's saying. The Senator, State Senator Tara Mack, blaming the police, blaming the police for all the crime, which is ridiculous. Well, if you don't have crime, you could sit down in your steps. If you don't have crime, what did Mayor Jorge Eloza, what did he say last week? Last week, he said, you know, it's terrible, as if he's a bystander and all this. Kids can't even play outside. Parents don't even feel comfortable letting their kids let out, play outside. Well, that would improve quality of life, right? Think of people, when people discuss safety, when people discuss they had a good night's sleep and they felt safe, one of the first, the expressions you hear is, you don't even have to lock your door. That's how safe it is. So as far as improving quality of life, if people feel that no one's going to break into their house, go into their backyard, have someone shoot a bullet through there, <clears throat> if they don't feel they have ATVs up and down terrorizing, well, then their quality of life is improved. So just that statement alone is completely false. Now, just a short time ago, there was a press briefing by... Major David LePayton of the Providence Police. I'm going to dip into a little bit, and I want you to understand, folks. And again, good afternoon at 1219. As I was saying, you know, as much as right now, it is definitely a pile-on with the mayor of Providence, Mayor Jorge Eloza, and he is to blame. Without question, he is to blame. And as much as I'd love it and encourage it, but he's not alone. <clears throat> he is not an island in any way. Um, on that city council, Three Eastside Council members, Gonzalves, Neva LaFortune, and Councilperson Anthony. I don't really know them. I know the woman, Neva LaFortune. I've seen her. Uh, she was at Camp Street that day after the shooting. She's running for mayor. They voted against the police budget, as is this. Again, I don't fully know these people. I know that Kat Kerwin because she's such a loudmouth. And then the Rachel Miller. I don't know her. And then a Councilperson Taylor. But... Um, but LePayton, and I want you to understand, folks, and I, I want to also just touch on, that is such a good statement by the head of the Providence City Council, which I think was great that they have um, stepped up and they're working with Governor McKee because Mayor Lorza is slippery. Mayor Lorza doesn't take any responsibility. I'll play the sound. But City Council President John Agliosi said, I, you know, this is great. I admire him. We need to make sure that all criminals feel unwelcome in our city. And we're going to be looking for almost demands. Police academy, but also community policing. And see, with Alorza, he started the don't chase policy with the ATVs and the dirt bikes. So they know they're not going to chase them. So that encourages them to come in. So if you, I like that, a reset in leadership. Apparently he spoke with Channel 10. I'm going to play that package momentarily i want to dip in what i want to tell you is major lapayton the providence police force right now folks they have a great police force cheap but there's different degrees of policing it all stems from the mayor and the city council i repeat it stems from mayor jorge Eloza, who's away on vacation and the city council that's where it stems from the police have to make adjustments 
to what exactly they have to make adjustments to the way the type of policies that some that this particular mayor thinks is important and some that they don't think are important so and just so we're clear you know not everyone follows this as closely but as i've told you mayor alorza who's very disingenuous with the press who would not allow me on his conference call because i know too much but he and the media had no the media had no pushback for him because they didn't fully know the ins and outs mayor alorza like say oh no. what he doesn't say is he only wants them in the background he doesn't want them visible in his city the activists don't want them visible in providence so he he you know manipulates his words um he's the one that started to allow loitering down around kennedy plaza it was basically a rule you couldn't loiter and that cuts down on crime because otherwise what they're doing is they're just trying to pick a pick a target right as i was saying to justin katz so there's a couple of people they stand there now if we can't loiter move along then we can't do that the panhandling a lot of the pan a lot of crime comes from panhandling because you're walking alone just hear me out you're walking in pick a place downtown province wherever and if you don't have loitering then someone can't be hanging around if you don't have panhandling so i come up to you and i say hey do you have a few dollars could you have like two or three dollars for me now my mind is racing because I am in real time trying to decide. Maybe I'm with someone. Am I going to rob this person? I want to see your reaction. Are you going to reach for pepper spray? Do you have a weapon? Are you going to blow right by me? Or are you going to be flustered? Or do you start to take your wallet out? So if you eliminate the loitering, you eliminate the panhandling. A lot of times I go up, the person goes up, and they say, hey, do you have two or three bucks? Right? And then the person blows by them and they say, I ah, forget it. Or maybe they say, yeah, here's two bucks. Then I decide I'm not. Then I get the person that's thrown. Maybe they're, it's a female. Now they open up their handbag. Now oppor opportunistic theft. Boom. Now I go and I rob you or grab your watch or punch you and steal whatever it is. So by mayoral laws allowing things like loitering and panhandling, it leads to, it makes it easier for the other crimes. You know, Igliosi, that's a great statement. We want to make the city, hey, ATVs, criminals, you're not allowed. But folks, a big part of this comes back to what? Mayor Jorge Erlaza is running a sanctuary city, which means people are, by merely being there, they're breaking the law. And then it all starts to stem from there. You know, as someone, a police officer said to me, if you want to start saying you don't have to enforce the laws, you're not going to enforce the laws, then you pick and choose, it all starts to unravel. Folks, as I mentioned, on the website, petro.com, we have so many stories and videos. And remember, petro.com, which is brought to you by Soul Source Restoration, call them today, 401-712-2700. There's a direct link, direct link right at the website remember folk and uh, fire and smoke damage water damage mold remediation and storm damage soul s-o-l-e soul source restoration call them today i went on a tour of their company last week they are just so impressive folks and they're growing at leaps and bounds 401-712-2700 soul source restoration fire smoke damage water damage mold remediation and storm damage and I also want to mention this portion of the John DePietro Show, folks, is brought to you by Jamie's Power Wash. Call them today, 401-837-4545, 401-837-4545. Remember, Jay Freight is construction, deck staining, Jamie's Power Wash. Look for Jamie on Facebook, and then his website is jamiespowerwash.com. Now, he his before and afters are tremendous. With all this rain that we've had, humidity, a lot of the algae, the uh, green stuff, it's just growing the stains. Contact Jamie's Power Wash today. He's going to do my deck this week, 401-837-4545. I want to play that um, that Channel 10 piece regarding uh, uh, Senate, uh, excuse me, City Council President John Igliosi, who, as I mentioned, he is right on the money. He is the voice of reason. 
he is uh the city does have someone that's making sense How, by the way also a power move governor mckee was up on federal hill on saturday night that was a big move by governor mckee all right let me play he's uh, quoted in this Channel 10 story. Crisis this week. Providence City Councilors are preparing for an emergency meeting. Hi everyone, I'm Ashley Cullinane. On the agenda, what to do about rising gun violence and continuous ATV and dirt bikes on city streets. The night team Tyler Dumont spoke with members of the council and during this live in Providence tonight. Tyler. Actually, the emergency meeting is planned for Tuesday night, and it follows another bloody and deadly weekend in the city with not one, but multiple shootings. We need to make sure all criminals feel unwelcomed in our city. I like Tuesday's that. emergency meeting will address the city's public safety action plan, I like specifically it. what to do about rising violent crimes. And it will come just days after a weekend that saw multiple shootings, leaving three people hurt and two others dead. Also, we're going to be looking for um, the following almost demands. One, of course, we're looking for another police academy to begin immediately. We're also looking to bring back community policing. Council President Johnny Gliozzi argues there needs to be what he calls a reset in leadership to get a grip on the violence. Utilizing a properly well-trained, diverse public safety police department, you can turn it around. In your opinion and the council's opinion, what's in your way? Um, right now, we have to keep moving forward and keep putting the pressure on uh, the other partner in government. The executive branch, we expect... Where there's a no chase policy, yep. or if you don't do no chase policy, well, then you need, need to provide a different policy on how to address it. Councillor John Gonsalves of Ward 1, which includes Fox Point and College Hill, says politics need to be put aside to achieve sustainable solutions. Talk to dozens and dozens of constituents who just don't feel safe right now. And so we, it's incumbent on us as city leaders to figure out what's the course of action moving forward. So the emergency meeting is planned for 5.30 on Tuesday night at City Hall. It will be live-streamed. Now, the city's public safety commissioner has been invited to attend. So has the city's police chief, in addition to the police union president, as well as the head of the Nonviolence Institute. Reporting live in downtown Providence tonight, I'm Tyler Dumont, NBC 10 News 19. Now, that is, you know, at least someone is speaking out. And, folks, it is about time that someone finally starts to speak out on this whole situation. Because prior to this, you know, uh, they were going along. What I like here, and this is so important, is they continue challenging the policies that Mayor Lorza put in. It is also, as you can imagine, it is wildly, um, it's, it is insulting. It is insulting to, in fact, the uh, the Providence police, you know, that and Mayor Lorza has no problem embarrassing his own police force or almost like giving the impression that they need the help of the state police when that's not, you know, that's just not the case. That is certainly not the case in any way. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show. Now, remember, it's muggy. It's going to be hot this week. Remember, for all of your cooling needs or plumbing, you can count on RE Coogan and Heating today. Call them 24 hour emergency service 732 6562. 401 732 6562. RE Coogan and Heating. Look for them on Facebook. And then also the website is recooganheating.com. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. As they say, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating, 401-732-6562, 401-732-6562 for R.E. Coogan and Heating. So I want to play a little bit. Folks, also remember now this portion of the program, when you talk about police and people that back the police, I want to remind you about state towing service, auto sales and repair, 24-hour towing, state towing service, 380 Valley Street and Providence 401-331-0925. All right, let's go to some of the sound. And as I mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, David LaPayton of the Providence Police Department, who by, I, and I want you to understand, 
they, they have a great police department. Chief Clements is is I think he's one of the best chiefs they've had in a, in in a long time. Way better than Essamon or some of the other people that have been in that position. Uh, his number two, Commander Tom Verdi, and then you also have um, LaPayton is basically the number three. So th there's nothing wrong. And then some of the others that fill out. There's nothing wrong with the, you know, the the brass, the leaders of the province police department. It's the p policies of Mayor Jorge Lorza. All right, I want to hear a little bit of um. All right, hold on. Let me. I just want to make sure I have the right sound, folks. He did speak earlier. Um, we'll see exactly what he had to say about the whole thing. So. This is, uh, see how the sound is on this one. Okay. This is uh, Major David LaPayton. Amy? Uh, Amy Russo, Providence Journal. Here you go, folks. He's at his desk. So Saturday morning, um, about uh, two eighteen, we responded to eleven uh, West Friendship Street, just in from Broad Street, for a report of a shooting. Uh, while on scene, we discovered uh, two males were shot. One of the males dead at the scene. The other one taken to Rhode Island Hospital, where he was pronounced dead shortly after. Um, investigation right now shows that they were at a club called Fuego. Uh, they were celebrating a birthday, about 10 of them, 10 friends, including the two victims. Um, when they got outside, a fight started. It might have started inside, but not sure but it, it eventually led outside in front of the club. Um, one of the participants in the fight went to, who was opposite the victim's friends, went to a car up the street, we believe, and uh, obtained a handgun, came back, and shot both the victims. So we have been working on that all weekend, um, and that, can, that investigation continues. Two victims are from Boston. Is there any indication that they knew uh, the folks that were fighting with? Uh, we don't know that yet. It's a, a Boston uh, feud that was brought down in Providence. Uh, but that's just a possibility. We don't know. So the fight with a group of friends or what was with another party of people? No, yeah, we believe that it was not amongst a group of friends. There was other people um, besides that that core of ten people there that that participated in the fight. Have you recovered any surveillance videos, any showcasings? Well, as you know, we don't really reveal what we we've had in our investigation so far, um, but we're working it, and they're back there today working it. So. Get a description of the vehicle that they went to get the gun from? Yeah, if there's anything we need to put out to the public for help, we will. Uh, right now, we're just running with what we have and, and to see where it leads us. And, uh, of the two victims, were either of them the ones who were having I don't know that. So. It's 2 in the morning? 2.18 a.m. So, the, obviously, they didn't bring the, the gun into the club, but the club has had an emergency closure. Have you had other instances with this nightclub? I believe there was back in 20. There was another incident there. Uh, so, we'll be using that in, in our case, um, you know, in regard to you know, shutting this club down. For a long suspension or permanent, we usually ask for permanent because you know we we just can't have this going on. So. Were they required to have a police detail? I don't believe so. No. Um, I think 
Now, folks, again, good afternoon. I know it's not that loud, but I also, Amy Russo of the Providence Journal, I'll give her credit. She tweeted out, Providence Police have identified last weekend shooting Fuego Lounge. Mario De Diaz, this was Friday night into Saturday, 27, Kerwin's Pimentel, both from Boston. One was gang-affiliated. Now, this part is also interesting. Major LePage says the fatal shooting of 24-year-old Maya Brophy Behrman, which was last Sunday night, the 24-year-old from Warwick. When I say last Sunday night, excuse me, it was Saturday night into Sunday morning, 3.30 in the morning. Case of mistaken identity involving a gang. Police believe it's possible the man Maya was standing with may have been mistaken for a target. Now, I have heard, so she was with a friend who happened to be a large man and African-American. So let's hear where I think he's going to address this. And that is new information that has, I had heard about that. I wanted to wait for police to release that. So, but it's something that I don't think you're going to see highlighted in the news. And I want you to hear me out. People are going to be hesitant to report this because they're going to say it's racist to say that. So all accountability for the shooting falls on the shooter. I repeat, all accountability, all blame falls on the shooter. Should someone be allowed to stand out on the sidewalk at 3.30 in the morning? 100%. However, what can't be ignored is if the man she was with may have been mistaken for a target. So what does that mean in real time? Now, no one's addressed this with you. I will. It's 12.38. Listen to what I'm going to tell you. What people don't want to say, and I'm also I'm sensitive to what happened, sensitive to the family i don't want any of this to be misconstrued is in any way blaming the victim in any way absolutely not it's not like that however if what we're hearing is motive if this had been maya brophy bearman and another female white female let's just go with another white person they may not have been shot she was standing with a large man who I understand happened to be a person of color. Now, she still won't come out and say it. But so when they're riding down the street, the rival gang, which I believe who they think did this, would they shoot if they see her there with a white guy? I Maybe not. But it seems to be he was the target. But I want to see if the police are going to mention that the person that she was standing with happened to be a, and I want to be very clear. I'm not saying he did anything wrong. Nothing. I'm not, there's no blame here, but you have to look at, you know, what's the full context of what happened here? Because if you just have 24 year old Meyer from Warwick walking to her car to go home to Warwick at three 30 in the morning, someone rides by and shoot her. It's wow. Oh my God. That could happen to anyone. But if she's standing with a large man who's a person of color and then it's a mistaken identity for a target, I, no one's justifying any of it. There's no blame. Zero. I'm just saying it does give a little more context. Two people are shot and killed outside a nightclub from Boston and Providence. Terrible. Horrible. 27, 29 years old. Now, now put in the new information. One of the deceased was gang affiliated. Well, that kind of changes the nature of it. All right, I want to hear if um, exactly when he addresses it. So I'm thinking that it came right out of um, his comments during this briefing about exactly what went down with that. So I want to get to that part of it here. Here we go. Let's listen. Some of them, some of them do, yeah. Have there been a large crowd even? Inside the house? Yeah. Um, from what I understand, it's about 15 people. Oh, this is the Manton Avenue thing, right? Nothing to sway us either way right now. This is random. Uh, I, I don't know. I can't answer that right now. Yeah. Uh, Folks, I also want to really impress upon you. I noticed that... Um,
For any of shooting involving a gang, please believe the, the man was standing with may have been mistaken for a target. That That's an interesting development. It's interesting that I, I'll, I'll see if anyone else is reporting that or if they're going a step farther. If they're going a step farther. Again, it's a problem, I think, if the media leaves out. That's, this is my opinion. You leave out information of the public. I, I am not a proponent of that. And I know it's very popular in the media. You know, let's talk about September 11th. 19 men hijacked airliners. Okay. That sounds terrible. That sounds damaging. 19 men. 19 men were hijackers. Okay. She can tell us. Mm, no, just that. Just 19 men. So who are we looking for? Just 19 men were the hijackers on September 11th. Now we inject. Well, it was actually 19 Middle Eastern men were the hijackers on 9-11. All right. Now we know we're looking at terrorism. I, I really think there is a danger when the media leaves out because of political correctness well, we don't want to say that that played a part. What if it did play a part? What if it did play a part? Folks, go to the scene of Jaws. Sheriff Brody is on the dark dock. The little boy's mother who was eaten in the raft comes up. I understand a girl was attacked and killed by a shark last week. You knew that and didn't say anything. Boom, and slaps him. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Jack Calvino. Now, remember, if you're in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, domestic abuse, dog bite, fight back, call Jack. 50 years personal experience. You need a fighter. If you were injured, you are entitled to be compensated for your injuries. Call 401-785-9400. Over the weekend, if you were in a motorcycle accident, an auto accident, or some kind of a workplace injury, Free consultation, 401-785-9400 or online at fightbackcalljack.com. You need the fighter. Fight back, call Jack. All right, let me go back and see when they uh, touch on this. There were some people that were known to us. Uh, we're not saying they would have been likely targets. Oh, one more thing. This is Major Little Payton. Folks, what I also want to... This is so important for you to know. Now, right now, it's 1244. Remember, visit the website. So many of these stories and news that we're breaking, it's on the website. And don't forget, the website, Petro.com, which is brought to you by the Senadale Comfort Food Cocktail. Stop in and see Shane and his crew. Senadale Revival, winner of Rhode Island Monthly Best of Awards, 2025 Smith Street, North Providence. So many times in these situations, like, uh, and I don't know specifically in this one, but Saturday morning, you have the two guys shot and killed from Boston. No one talks to the police. I mean, no one talks to the police. No one will say they saw anything. No one says anything. No one saw anything. So it's very difficult. No one says, I saw somebody run off with a red jacket. No one says, I saw the gun go off and then somebody. They don't talk. They, they scatter. Police get to the scene. There's nobody there. They run. When there's a shooting, they, boom, vamoose, gone. The other night, uh, excuse me, about two Sunday, Sundays ago on that Sunday night, when they had the shooting on Public Street, when the police got there, after that kid was shot and then he went inside the house and then the sister was screaming, when they got there, the people that he was with, I think, playing, shooting around basketball, they didn't stay and help him. They didn't stay and talk to the police. They're gone. That's the type of thing I believe mayoral lawyers should address. Say, no, no, no. If you witness a crime, see something, say something. Cooperate with the police. But they don't preach that. All right. Nothing uh, on our uh, radar in the last couple of months would say they would be. Um, are the people who were shot were any of them known to the police? Uh, yes. These are just the people outside. Okay. Right now, one. See when they get to Maya. Are they male, female? Two females, one male. Okay. So the male was the one who was shot. Well, I'm not going to say. Major, just in general, you know, we've been talking about the police violence. And for, first of all, have the state police added any patrols in the city? That... So I think the other 
concert at the Strand, which we had we had no problem with, and I believe the state police were called in to help us out on that. Um, also, on other things, that that's being held, um, that's being done by the administrative part of the department, which obviously this is the investigative division, so we're not too in touch with that. In general, are you guys doing anything differently? Have you added? Anything internally or doing anything differently? This is our earlier press briefing, folks, with Providence Police. Well, I would say I, we, have, we have called a lot of people back um, or taken people from units um, to work on, on the shootings. Um, other than that, no, the investigations are running like anyone, any investigation would run. Um, they're doing a good job. It's good work. Uh, we're not short-handed uh, in our investigations. Everything's everything's going along. I mean, obviously, we need some breaks, and we need to get lucky on a few things. But these guys know certainly know what they're doing, and uh, hopefully, you'll see some results shortly. Folks, this is Major David Lapine. Overall threat to the public in the recent two past weekends. Well, so I mean, obviously, we've had some people shot. Um, there's been other um, things that have gone on, but like I said before, it's you know it's a it's a decent sized city, and I think relatively speaking, you know people have not stopped coming in. I mean the the people feel safe. Um, we we try and put as much manpower as we can out there. So, I mean, if you think of the thousands of people that come in in the, in the city on a weekend, and, you know, we talk about a few incidents, but it's, you know, it's tragic what happens here. It, it really is. So I don't want to take away from that. But for, for the most part, you know, we're, we're working hard to keep everybody safe. Attorney General is obviously involved in the homicides. Also in the, uh, the other incidents on that on the shooting? Yeah. No. No, so the Attorney General's office. All right, folks, let me skip into it a little bit. Well, Peyton's patient. Oh, oh, no. Come on. Hold on, everybody. Bear with me. All of a sudden. Here we go. Oh, hold on. Come on. We'll let it go. Does it just stop there? Is that what it is? Oh, it did. Okay. All right, folks, bear with me because uh, this is important. They finally get to the part, I believe, about the woman from Warwick, Maya, who was uh, shot and killed. This is the part I've been waiting for here. We are the investigators. All right, hold on. Folks, again, it's the John DePietro Show on this Victory Day. Yes, Renfro. And uh, so that's, that's last weekend, again. this past weekend. Um, where the 24-year-old Here we go. Maya, yeah. So we're still working that. Um, as you can imagine, you know, a car driving by fast is, is, you know, it's a lot of work for us to, to trail that. And, but we're doing it. And, we're, you know, we're lose, using a lot of manpower. And we're hoping to come up with something. Are you getting a lot of cooperation from people in the neighborhood, witnesses, or are you finding that people are reluctant to come forward? Just in general? In general? In general? general. And uh, it it just helps so much to have people come forward and give us information that, that lets us move forward. Do you, do you, I'm sorry, do you have the IDs? Yeah, we're on the Yeah. So, um, Mario Diaz. We're back to the Boston people. Yeah, it's Kate. 
Facebook. Still not at it. Let me hear if they... He's got to address it. She's got it in the story. Folks, this is Major David LaPayton. It's the John DePietro uh, Show, 1253. So, I think it'll like be right here. Like I said before, even last week, there's a, there's a big influx of, of guns that have hit the street um, during the COVID. A lot of guns were bought by straw buyers, and then they were resold on the street. So we see, um, when we see shootings now, we see maybe three different calibers. Uh, on the uh, you know casings we find so we know three gunmen had guns and then maybe uh, you know you might see two others you know on the opposite side usually before you see one gun uh you know two maybe at the most so there's more guns in play and which adds for the the chance of more people getting injured Well, I don't know that. So we've, hmm. what we've looked into so far. Still no mention. You know, but Can you maybe not 100% say that the Boston victims, that case, and then the other shooting were uh, some sort of gang relations? All right, here we go. This should be it, though. Finally. I believe um, that some of the people identified, um, or at least one as a gang member, on, on the, and I'm not, I don't know about the deceased, but of that group, as a gang member uh, from Boston. Okay. Uh, so, yes, could be. Definitely possibility. Yep. That's it. So, we will, we know, certainly we'll keep What about the other shooting? There's also, you know, sorry to say there's a lot of good work that's been going on by this police department in the last couple of weeks that, you know, really it's 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 something that we don't talk about. You, you know, you don't come in in droves to hear that because this is Still so important. You have to tell us. Yeah, well, we will. Okay. Thank you. Right. I do have one more question. I'm sorry. Can you clarify which victim died at the scene? No. That's still the Friday night shooting. All right, I will find it. I will find it. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro on this Victory Over Japan Day. Uh, and it is Monday. It is August 9th. Folks, Ryan's up to dying. Just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair. 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Repairs on all makes and models of appliances, whether it's a washer, dryer, dishwasher stove if your appliance is dying just call ryan ryan's appliance repair 401-710-7096 all work is guaranteed for 90 days parts and labor senior citizens discounts are available and on top of that remember uh saturday appointments are available ryan's appliance repair 401-710-7096 so mayor jorge Eloza remains on on vacation right now he remains on vacation uh, major lapeton folks you, you see an element of a lot of this is targeted crime now i did not hear the part that was then quoted i'll try to find that uh coming up a little bit again it's john DePietro on this monday of course we go until two o'clock next hour is radio only and remember so much of this is exclusively on the website which is depetro.com and don't forget depetro.com on the website which is brought to you by all state lock now remember you want to stay nice and safe keep your family safe uh you can log right through on the website security cameras experts in locking systems building security allstatelock.com or call them at 401-349-0042 it continues to dominate uh it, it does it dominates the news rightfully so uh the other news about the variant i mean I, i'll get into that a little bit next hour but it's um the variant is here people need to learn how to live with the variant that's my belief 
and there are people dying from COVID. There are some people that don't believe that. I'm not going to try to, as I've said, I'm not going to convince you of that. There are people listening to me right now that are not getting vaccinated, don't want getting vaccinated. Um, this is going to, you know, we're all getting, as I like to say, we're all getting the same information at the same time and make decisions about it. You know, it's kind of like you learn that a snowstorm is coming. Some people say, ah, I don't think it'll be anything. Other people prepare for it. Sometimes it is a blizzard. Sometimes we do get two feet of snow. Sometimes the roads are shut down. Other times it misses us and we say, what happened? So, but generally we all get the same information at the same, at the same time. So that's how I, that's my view with whether it's COVID or this Delta variant or other variants. Uh, everyone's getting the same information. When you have a snowstorm, some people say, I want to stock up on water and the whole thing of the bread and milk. And they get a full tank of casts and they get, you know, shovels ready and snowblower and they make sure everything is going, the generator, just in case other people say, ah, probably won't hit. Sometimes, sometimes the people that say, ah, probably won't hit are right. Goes off to sea, mostly rain. That's happened. It'll happen again. So I think this is the same type of thing. There are some people that are taking it serious and getting vaccinated. There's other people that are saying, ah, I think it's like the flu or a scan demo or whatever it is. We're all getting the information at the same time. People are preparing differently. So next hour, radio only, I'll have more on that. I'll have more sound of some of the Sunday shows. Again, folks, visit the website, dipetro.com. It's John DePetro on this victory over Japan Day, of which finally the United States saved the world and we celebrate it still in Rhode Island. We're going to break for the one o'clock news and then another full hour to go. The power hour is next. Leave it right here. It is the John DePetro Show.